Today may mark the end of a great alliance as hundreds of US forces personnel await the transport planes which will take them home, away from the country they have for so long helped defend. Many were tearful last night as they said their farewells to the friends made in this country. They are sorry to go, and we are sorry to see them go. But Britain is part of Europe now, and it was a democratic decision to part from our erstwhile allies. Let us hope to God it will not prove a foolhardy decision to boot. Already there are whispered doubts about the efficacy of European defences, and as an island we should be doubly worried about our reduced defensive capability, robbed as we now are of much of our protective power. The mortar may have been removed from the bricks, and who knows when the wolf from the east may come, demanding entry. Editorial in London Herald, 15th of July, 1990 Chapter 1 He watched the planet Earth on his monitor. It was quite a sight. Around him, others were doing the same thing, though not perhaps with an equal sense of astonishment. Some had grown blasé over the years. When he'd seen one Earth, he'd seen them all. But not Martin Hepton. He still felt awe, reverence, emotion, whatever. If he had called it a spiritual feeling, the others might have laughed, so he kept his thoughts to himself and watched. They all watched, recording their separate data on the computer, keeping an eye on Earth from the heavens while their feet never left the ground. Hepton felt giddy sometimes, thinking to himself, this is the only Earth there is, and we're all stuck with it, every last one of us. At such moments, the thought of war seemed impossible. The ground station at Bimbrook was small by most standards, but quite large enough for its purpose, and it was sited in the midst of the greenest countryside Hepton had ever seen. It had been born here in Lincolnshire, but had grown up in 1960s London, swinging London. It had swung right past him. With his head stuck in this or that textbook, he'd never quite noticed the bright clothes, the casual attitudes, the whole hippie shake. Too often, when his head wasn't in a book, it had been raised to the sky, naming a litany of stars and constellations. And it had led to this, as though by some predetermined scheme. He had reached for the skies and had touched them, thanks to Zephyr. Zephyr was the reason behind all this activity, all these monitors and busy voices. Zephyr was a British satellite. The British satellite. It wasn't the only one they had, but it was the best. The best by a long shot. It could be used for just about anything. Weather watching, communications, surveillance. It could drop from its orbit to within a hundred kilometres of Earth, take a pristine picture, then boost back into the higher orbit again before relaying the information back to the ground station. It was a clever little sod, all right. And here were its nursemaids, keeping a close eye on it while it kept a close eye on the British Isles. Nobody seemed quite sure why Britain was Zephyr's present target. Word had gone around that the brass, meaning the military and the MOD, wanted to survey this sceptered land, which was fine by Hepton. He would never tire of staring at the various screens, seeing what his satellite saw, making sure that everything was recorded, filed, double-checked, and then viewed by the generals and the men in the pinstripe suits. He had his own ideas about the present surveillance. The United States was pulling its troops out of Europe. It all looked amicable and agreed, 
but rumours had started in the press. Rumours to the effect that there had been a good amount of shove on the part of the mainland European countries, and that the American generals weren't entirely happy about leaving. The rumours had led to some demonstrations by right-wing parties asking that the USA stay, USA stay, and an organisation of that name had quickly been formed. More demos were now taking place, and vigils outside the embassies of Britain's partners in Europe. Not exactly powder keg stuff, but Hepton could imagine that the government wanted to keep things nailed down. And who better than Zephyr to follow a convoy of protesters or keep tabs on rallies in different parts of the country? All at the touch of a button. Coffee, Martin? A cup appeared beside his console. Hepton slipped his headphones down around his neck. Thanks, Nick. Nick Christopher nodded towards the screen. Anything good on the telly? He asked. Ah, just a lot of old repeats, answered Hepton. Isn't that just typical of summer? Honestly, though, I'll go mad if we don't get some new schedules soon. Maybe we're due for a little excitement, 